man. Lovely ball. Corey Oates. Here we go. He's setting south of the corner. Kicks in field. Who wants to score? Welcome back to the Broncos podcast. No game this week, producer Shad. Toughest opponent yet, the bye week. Oh, it is tough to get through this week. What do you do to beat the bye? Uh, you try to fill in as much time as you can because you do get a few extra days off, which is always good. Uh, a, a chance, an opportunity to rest the body. Right. Um, as a big boy, I loved bye week. Uh, it meant that uh, I could have a full day on the couch. Right. Um, maybe some, uh, maybe a cup of tea. Uh, maybe family assortment of uh, family assortment of biscuits. Oh my! Uh, and Which is your favorite out of the pack. Ooh. You going for a Monte Carlo? I like a Monte Carlo. Oh, I like a Kingston. Ooh, Kingston uh, man. Yeah, and then I like the. Uh, the niece or the nice. Which, which one's that one? It's just got sugar all over the top of it. Yeah, right. Fair enough. It, yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very good. Very good. Uh, being the bye week, though, we won't, we're not going to do too much um, about the squad. So thanks for listening. So, Appreciate it. Uh, we'll go now. Become a member. No, uh, we got a chance to sit down with the captain. Um, we've obviously been missing him for the last two weeks. I mean, not too much. We've been winning, but... Uh, <laughs> Whoops! We got to sit down uh, with Adam Reynolds to do what you guys would have done when when you were playing—a bit of a season so far review with the captain. Yes, How yeah. Did they go down? Sometimes they were good, sometimes they were bad, depending right. on where you were sitting. But we're sitting fourth at the moment, so uh, this chat will be a, a good one with Reno. Bit disappointed actually. The podcast captain Billy Walters—he brushed us. He, did. he didn't want to come on. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. Too busy apparently. Mm. Yeah. Okay, you've got an eight-month-old at home. Wow, we've all had kids before. Well, let's uh, hear your chat with Adam Reynolds, captain of the Broncos, for a bit of a season so far. Adam Reynolds, welcome back to the podcast, mate. It's been a while since we've had you on. I think round one, uh, you're one of the the first cabs off the rank. We're going to do something different this week, actually, a bit of a season in review thus far. Sitting pretty good at the moment, fourth position, but uh, it's been a bit of a journey to get there, hasn't it? Has been. Um, it's been an enjoyable journey, though. It's been a bit of an up-and-down season uh, at the start of the year. And the last couple of weeks, we're slowly finding our groove and um, you know, starting to hit our straps. Obviously, the buys come at a good time, freshen up a couple of bodies, um, some boys getting picked in the rep sides, and um, you know, just to give us a break mentally and then obviously uh, refreshing everything up and, and get back into it. For the super fans out there, they know uh, every game that we play. They know every stat of ours, uh, but I'm going to take us way back. Uh, back to round one. Um, <laughs> you were supposed to uh, debut for the Brisbane Broncos uh, against your old club, but uh, it didn't quite happen. Um, but uh, the boys went down. Oh, well, the boys uh, ground out a win uh, here at home, uh, which was fantastic. Uh, the first two games, actually, to start this season off, we really had to grind out wins. And uh, sitting back as an observer, it was good to see that grinding mentality. Uh, those first two games we started off well, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Um, particularly in the first game, I thought uh, through adversity, obviously uh, getting COVID pretty late. Um, all the talk and everything was around me facing the old club and uh, could have got up, caught up in the hype, all the boys, but um, got ruled out, unfortunately, due to COVID. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the boys obviously responded well through adversity. Uh, got on with the job and I thought the, the performance on that night was, um, you know, one of our best of the year. We, we talked about fixing our defence from previous years and, um, you know, over the first two rounds, we sort of, you know, highlighted the areas where we wanted to be better at and defence was right at the top of the list and, you know, only, what, two or three tries through the first two rounds. Uh, it was pretty good. 
uh, grinding victories that um, you need to win throughout you know the season to um, you know build your campaign. For the people out there that don't know, what's a uh, a review session like? Um, is there a lot of input there by the players, or is it all coach run? Yeah, it's a bit of mixture about both. Um, as players, we get a, f- a good feel on the field of for what's going on. Uh, as the coaches, you c- you got a, a bird's eye view of the game, and you uh, you know can cast your eye over a lot of extra areas that players probably can't see on the field. So it's it's good to get that mixture. We're both balanced. Obviously, players have the feel, coaches get the view, um, and then when you connect that together, you know you come up with with something pretty good. As a as a captain and as as the halfback of the team, are you one of the loudest voices in those meetings? Or yeah, do you have to be one of the loudest yeah, voices in those meetings. I think I have to be. Obviously, a, a, probably the most experienced player in the squad as well. So, being around uh, a number of years now and obviously know what works and what doesn't work, there's no point beating around the bush. It's good to get straight to the point and and be direct with your 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 feedback so yeah we've got a, a lot of great young talent in the room um keen and eager eager to learn and, and get better and them boys want to listen they listen they learn um and then they go out and put it into practice so for me as a leader i enjoy um you know helping younger blokes uh, get better it's one of the passions i got for rugby league and you know i'll aspire to be something after my career here probably try and go into coaching or something but yeah I get a joy out of obviously speaking up in meetings and then obviously helping them on the field just putting it out there Alfie's getting a bit long in the tooth he's getting a bit <laughs> old uh, that uh, that uh, that beer belly of his uh, thanks to Forex is uh, is showing a little bit more these days <laughs> might be a great transition for you straight into that role oh, I mate. don't know Alfie's, <laughs> Alfie's got his hands firmly on that, that position he loves it obviously he's got dirt on someone for sure Oh, for him to be around so. for so long. He's been around there for a number of years. I've got two theories. He's either got dirt on someone or he's still getting paid from Super League era. Or, yeah. or both. Yeah, or, or both. both. Yeah, or both, true, yeah. true. Um, it was really good to see at the start of the season, especially the first two games, um, things were starting to stick for the team. Uh, I was here throughout preseason, watched a little bit of stuff that you yeah. were doing as well. But round three hits, yeah. uh, the big derby game against the North Queensland Cowboys. I mean, seemed to uh, slip off the wagon a little bit. Yeah, we did. That was probably the most disappointing, um, you know, game throughout a year so far. That and the Warriors game the week after. Um, we sort of just went away from what worked for us. Um, in saying that, though, being through those those moments and those games, we, we learned a hell of a lot about ourselves and what we needed to fix. Probably an underlying issue that we, we hadn't looked at throughout the preseason and... Um, yeah, probably better off going through those games the way we did, and we've learned a hell of a lot about ourselves. And we got to, you know, make adjustments on the run. Um, we fixed it up pretty quick, and um, you know, we've we've moved on and become a better team from them. Yeah, almost uh, got out enthused in that Cowboys game, and then yep. looked a bit panicked yeah. in that that Warriors game. Warriors game as well. Uh, he scored a nifty little try under the post, which was good. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we we get back into. Uh, round five um, and a game against the Roosters where we improved a lot of things yep. but we just couldn't couldn't uh, seal the deal in that game could yeah we? that's that's one game that's a frustrating game for us looking back at it now that's one game we should have won we spoke about the, the two weeks leading into that game our effort areas were pretty poor our yep. kick chase our kick pressures um, you know working from marker line speed all those sort of things it was a big improvement there but still the frustration of um, you know not coming away with a victory yeah, um, but yeah, obviously we could see the light at the tunnel, and things were getting better. You talk about frustration. You going to the uh, play the premiers the, the next week. Yeah. Uh, Penrith in Penrith, always tough to beat, uh, and the scoreline does not represent how hard we played and how well we played in that game. Yeah. Um, 
just before half time. Sorensen scores a try. Um, you know, uh, just through a, a simple missed tackle. And uh, then we end up chasing our tail for the rest of that game. But the effort areas were. We're turning around and, and we're a lot better in that game, weren't they? Yeah, it was. Uh, and we faced a bit of adversity that game. We lost Tessie to a hamstring injury. Um, That's why I never wanted to be fast. Yeah, I, I never wanted to blow out a hamstring. <laughs> yeah, Payne Haas, Paddy Carrigan, I yeah. think Flegs, um, yeah. they were all missing through that game. So we, we caught on a bit of depth and I thought the boys uh, stood up excellent. You know, Corey Jensen obviously was probably the senior player in the, in the pack there. Ryan James also. You know, them two boys put their hand up. Keenan, I thought, was excellent on the night. But, you know, obviously, there's going to be games like that throughout the season where you need to call on less experienced players. But, no, I thought they'd done a terrific job, obviously. The scoreline got away from us in the end, but to know that we could go toe-to-toe with the, the Premiers from last year, you know, we got a bit of confidence out of that, especially without, you know, some of our key players. We uh, we move on to the Bulldogs, a team that we beat way back in round two um, yeah. and, and really had to grind out that win. But that's where I think that we've really improved this year is we're beating the teams that we should beat. Yeah, that's important, especially in today's game. You don't want to be coughing up too many games that you shouldn't win, obviously. It gets squeezed around the, the back end of the year there for top eight. You know, our goal's pushing for top four. And we've got ourselves in there at the moment. And you need to win those games throughout the season to, to you know, cement yourself. There. I think in this game, you really control the second half with your kicking game. Uh, for the young kids out there, how much time do you put into your kicking game? Yeah, fair bit, fair bit of time. Ever since I was a young boy growing up in Redfern, kicking the ball around the streets, um, you know, I basically and grew like, up. That's how simple it can be, hey. Like, it's yeah. uh, if you're out in the front yard, it's uh, grub, I'm going to try hit the wheelie bin or, you know, what? I'm going to open the we- the lid of the wheelie bin and try kick it in. Is it as simple as that? Yeah, it is. It's just repetition, repetition, repetition. Yeah. And the more you do it, the more you get comfortable with the skill and, you know, then you can execute it under pressure and, and deliver it when you need it. One thing we did notice through the year, though, and uh, Sam can talk about this because he's slotted a couple from the sideline now. Um, <laughs> you had a little kicking competition with Capes. Yep. And he was pretty confident that he was going to be able to get one over you. He strikes the ball pretty well, Capes. <laughs> he, he strikes it well. Just accuracy is a bit off. But we kick off the ground, so five metres off the try line from the sideline, off the ground. Uh, after every captain's run, we, we like to have a little bit of a wager on it. Coffee bet? Coffee bet, yeah. yeah. How's he faring at the moment? No, uh, I think he's, he's got one. <laughs> oh, really? He's got one on me. Uh, he claims that he's got a few more, but <laughs> i I got to get it through the post. He's just got to hit the post. So oh, right. I give he's him, I give him a bit of a, uh, a leeway there. So try and try and make it fair. He's uh, just putting it out there. He hasn't lost his captain yet. You know how many times I've heard that? He, he reminds <laughs> you of that. I'm, I'm sure he does. Um, so um, I'm sure actually when you come back in the team, he'll be happy to yeah, uh, give it back to you. Keep telling me he's, he's only beat teams below us. So Yeah, there you go. See? <laughs> you know, he doesn't want the pressure of the, the big dogs in the, in the competition. Well, we'll keep on reminding him of that. Uh, It'd be remiss for me not to mention uh, Gary in this podcast. Uh, I think yeah, he yeah. needs to get an honourable mention in every podcast <laughs> that we do. Um, but I, I caught up with him uh, not long ago. We, we sat down and had a coffee, and uh, he spoke about this uh, this belief, uh, this team belief, and that not a lot of people out there believe that the Broncos can really do anything or yep. achieve much in this season. Um, we're going to talk about that Sharks game. We're going in heavy underdogs. People were saying that. Um, you know, the Broncos, um, you know, had only beat the Bulldogs twice, had beat South um, yep. when they were under strength. 
But is that something that's also changed this year a lot as well? I, I know you haven't been here in previous years, but probably sitting back watching the Broncos over the past two seasons, they were, they were a team that rode those lows pretty low. Yeah. Um, but the, the mindset is a lot different this year, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I, I haven't been here previous to this year. So playing against them last year, obviously you could feel a bit of pressure in the team. Yeah. Uh, when things going right, uh, when things weren't going right, it just seemed like the game was a lot harder than it needed to be for the boys. And with me coming here, it was just about, you know, having fun, enjoying the moment and, you know, competing on every play and working hard. And I think Capes is a, a great example of that. Um, he doesn't come up with a, the highlights reel or anything, although his chip and chase should have got a mention in that game. It was <laughs> terrible. It was I didn't terrible. want to mention it. I didn't want to mention it because, yeah, it was the worst chip and chase attempt ever. Yeah, uh, so, um, no, it was, it was just about, you know, enjoying the challenge you know, competing on every play and just putting yourself in a position to to do something for your teammate. And when you do that, winning becomes fun. It becomes infectious. And, yeah, it's just obviously fun when you're, you're in that zone. Just talking on that uh, Capes chip and chase, you know, it's funny. At the end of the year, the Broncos ball, <laughs> the highlights will come up on the screen. They won't show the chip and chase. Oh, They'll show him making the break, getting through, they <laughs> but they won't show the chip and chase. That'll be edited, see? They'll, Technology these days, Too how smart. good is this? Too smart. Now we're going to round nine. Now this is a massive game for you. Yep. Heading back to Sydney in front of the borough. Yep. Um, what was the what was the week like for you? How how emotional was it? No, I was pretty relaxed to be honest. I was it was a game I was looking forward to. Um, I couldn't wait to get out there. I had a, a running battle with Jairo. Yeah, good mate of mine. He probably got the points in round one with me missing the game, but it was only right for me to return serve. So. What what were you and because one of the biggest clips that people kept playing was yeah. you and Cody tugging each other before the, before the kick off. off. Yeah. <laughs> what was going on there? It was me and Jai. Oh, it was you and Jai, Jai was yeah. it? Um, so they just shot it a bit, like creatively. Yeah, well, he was calling me a cat in round one, so I called him a cat, and then he was kicking off, which was a bit of a surprise. <laughs> Couldn't find anyone better. Um, <laughs> I was I called him a cat, and then I'd tell him he'd kick it out in the full, or it was a pop gun, wouldn't kick it so far, and he was into me swearing and. Little run and battle throughout the whole night. I was looking for him, and he kept running decoys as usual. Um, <laughs> well, as to say, he had a he had a fair few kickoff attempts that night. We scored uh, thirty two yeah, his, points. His so. leg his leg was sore by the end of the night. <laughs> uh, I remember tackling him. Oh, he got me in a kick pressure early on in the game, and sort of gave me a facial, pushed me head into the ground, and I just knew I was going to get him back. So, got into him a couple of times. They made a break, and he was trying to get back on side, and I shoved him in the back. He wasn't too happy about that, and then. Uh, was it a play or two later? We were at the scrum and I stepped on his foot at the scrum. Um, we got a penalty out of it. So, uh, and then I got stuck into him in the second half, chased him off for a short kickoff. So, Dyer was at uh, at Broncos HQ the other day training on Tuesday. Um, you should have went downstairs and mate and just give him a spray. Can't even make Queensland team, mate. Yeah, I know he's probably ducking and weaving from me. So, <laughs> I'm sure I'll catch up with him at some point. You will. Uh, we heading to Magic Round Round Ten. Um, Brilliant game against the Sea Eagles. Again, another one of those games where we needed to be on to win, and we definitely were, weren't we? Yeah, we were. Um, and the confidence was high at this, this time of year. 38 nil, great um, performance from us, but the pleasing thing was the, the nil, obviously yeah. keeping them scoreless with the amount of attacking threat that they've got throughout the, the team there. Um, and some of the efforts on the night, you know, Selwyn Cobbo, Corey Oates, I know he pumped his tyres up a bit, but yeah. he's he's performing really well for us, Oatesy, this year. Um and them two are really vital to getting our set started, and and then you get the off the back of that you get our forward pack, and then 
um, a bit of strike in the centre. So well, it's almost back to the good old days when we had uh, Lottie Takiri and Wendell Saylor, the two extra forwards that sort of yeah. stood on the wing for us. And you got Selwyn who uh, can find a gap and uh, exploit it, and you got Oatsy who does those tough carries into yeah. a set line, Big and room, they yeah. just get into yeah. him every time. So it, it is great to see those guys. Now we lead into Newcastle. Uh, Start of this week, you're in. Uh, get close to the game. Yeah. <laughs> no good. Um, groin, groin, that one. Groin. That was a groin injury. Just doing some kicking at training and and pulled up tight. Or um, yeah, I I trained. What was it Sunday, Monday? We had a short turnaround, so yeah. I trained Sunday, Monday, and Monday through the session, I sort of pulled up a bit ginger. Felt it a little bit in the session on Monday and tried to stretch it out, which is probably the worst thing you could do for a groin. Yeah. Got the captain's running, could barely run. So. Yeah. Uh, the decision was made, obviously, to give Ezra uh, his, his debut and obviously very proud of Ez and how far he's come and his development over the, the years he's been at the club. You know, a skillful player with a big future ahead of him and, um, you know, he's tough for the size. He's, yeah. he's very tough and um, thought he was excellent in his debut. Well, you've got to think about his journey so far. He, last year he played, he started off playing under-19s yep. and then came through the ranks, ended up playing... Queensland Cup or Intrust Super Cup towards yeah. the end of the year and then gets into an NRL system and then ends up debuting for the Broncos and it just shows that the hard work that he has put in. I, I saw a, a bit of a clip of you walking off having a bit of yarn to him before he yeah. before the game. What were those the final oh, words? He was, he was a bit nervous. I remember when I told him on the field he was doing a bit of a, a test with me just to see how I was going and I remember giving him the news that I was no good and he was going to be playing. Yeah. Um, and he started crying, which is pretty cool. Obviously, a, a proud Torres Strait man, and lucky enough to be able to present Ezra with his jersey. Probably something you'll never for, forget getting your, your first jersey, and and whoever presents it for you. So, for me, it was, it was a, a real good honour. Um, I spent a fair bit of time with Ez in the preseason, just trying to upskill him and and give him a bit of knowledge about the game, and um, you know what to look for and when to look for it, and um, you know the skill that he he shows up with at training. He, he puts the first team on show when he's he's playing against us. So, um, yeah, certainly a star of the future. Yeah, definitely. Then uh, you miss round 12, uh, the most recent game against the Titans. Yep. Hamstring this time. Yeah, so finally got over the groin. <laughs> first session back and um, doing a bit of running on the sideline uh, with our physios and feeling pretty good. Uh, get the tick of approval to go back in and start full training and two or three sets into. <laughs> Doing that, I tried to get down a short side pretty quick and, um, yeah, just felt the hemi go. So it uh, didn't completely go. It was only a grade one, enough to keep me out for a few weeks, but trying to get the body right and yeah. that happens to you. So. Well, tearing a calf is an old man's injury. Uh, I think a hamstring is it's more of a lower back tightness, so must have been carrying the team, mate. So. Oh, either that or I was running too fast, mate. <laughs> Again, see, that's why I don't <laughs> like being fast. Uh, this, was, this was a great game. Um, yeah, a game of two halves, really. Uh, Literally, <laughs> first half we were absolutely terrible. Yeah, uh, sitting up in the in the coaches box with Kevy and a few of the assistant coaches, and just thinking, what's going on out there? Like, Does he pull his eyebrows out because we we still haven't seen his eyebrows yeah, this year? Something know. we haven't seen from Kevy. Yeah, I'm not too sure. <laughs> it, was, it was stressing up in the box though. But no, I remember Titans scoring a try. They'd had two Sinbind or what not. It was Dave Fafita. Just scored, yeah, jumped yeah. in and dummy half and and scored a try on the right hand side. And it was a fairly Easy try. Yeah, we yeah. just switched off there for a second and obviously Dave's a, a big powerful human and got across the line and uh, the moment for me that sort of caught my eye in that, that part there was the boys standing behind the trial line. Yeah. Um, I know when I'm behind the trial line, I like to get everyone's eyes looking in at me, um, 
get everyone focused, get rid of the distractions of the crowd, the noise, everything, just focus in and then obviously get the team back to what they need to do. Yeah. And for me, I, I looked down to see what sort of reaction there was going to be. And um, I remember Paddy Carrigan was barking orders, but there was players that were sort of looking into the crowd or not focused in at him. And I knew from that moment that we weren't switched on. Yeah. So then we got into half time. Kevy gave a bit of a spray. And I remember trying to get around to individual players, see what they were feeling or thinking, and just try and you know, realign them, get them back onto their, focusing on their own job. Uh, there was a bit of he said she said out yep. there on the field and probably weren't playing together as a collective and Paddy Carrigan was, was pretty strong in, in his speech at half time there which I thought was fantastic with success comes um, representative duties yep. um, and we've been pretty lucky and blessed here at the Broncos I'm glad that we've got the buy this week to give players like yourself a, a rest to <laughs> get back on the field as soon as possible uh, and some of those big guys are a bit of a rest I, I think yep. they've been brilliant this year but we've got some boys in this in both origin teams yep we can we can talk about the Queensland boys first, mate, because we're we're in Queensland. Um, but uh, Selwyn Cobbo, uh, well deserved. He's he's a, a player that's in form at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, he is, and um, you see his development from preseason to now. It's a it's a million miles from where he was. Um, he's got a chest now. Has got a chest. Yeah, he's now, got a he? chest. It doesn't stop smiling. So <laughs> I love that. Love he's that the only Selwyn. player I know. That sees himself on the big screen and gets shy about it. Yeah, like well, every I, other player loves it. They hype yeah. up. They get the whatever writing on their mouth guard out there. They they whoop yeah. up. Uh, but no, Selwyn, like he puts his head down in. Yeah, I tell him if he keeps smiling, I'm going to kiss him. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> whether that's maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Yeah. I reckon he'd be, be a good secret. kisser too. Actually, he's got, <laughs> looks like he's got soft lips. <laughs> A um, couple of big boys. We mentioned Paddy Carrigan again before. Again, a, a player that got picked off off his form. Yeah, uh, it's good to see him get his chance. Yeah, it is. Um, he's been you know, instrumental in our form going forward. You know, He's like another half out there playing that, that ball player through the middle there and just adds another dimension to the team. Um, and then you speak about obviously his effort areas and his, his um, defence. He's up there with the best and obviously a handy addition for Queensland. Yeah, definitely. Who else we got in there? Jeez Louise. No, you've got Flegs in the uh Flags in, in the Oh Flegs, yeah, Flegs is in the extended you got squad. Capes in there as well. Uh, Capes, Capes in the back row. Um Capes is one of those players who just does all the little things right. Um yeah. and is a super super competitive. We've seen him uh playing that Queensland jersey before and he just has a crack. Flegs, uh every team needs a redhead. He's in the extended squad. There's a couple of redheads there actually in that Queensland. Yeah, a couple team. of sore bodies after training from Flegs. So. Yeah, there always he'll is. Be, he'll be headhunted. Well he might he <laughs> might even put on report for a training tackle. Oh. Well, I'm just I'm just saying he probably should, but he would have he would have missed about thirty games for our preseason. So <laughs> he um he might actually just uh, get himself into the Queensland team. He'll just be taken out of the boys at training. <laughs> but all, all well deserved. Uh, and again, like I said, off the back of the success from the Broncos uh, the two boys uh, playing for New South Wales yep. um, Payne was a given yep. most probably uh, I think he's been uh, up there with one of the best front rollers in our game yep. uh, not just this year but in previous years as well yep. But Katoni Staggs, and I've heard you talk about him before. Yep. Um, there was a lot of pressure put on him at the start of the year um, saying that he wasn't doing enough um, but I think one of the press conferences you spoke about him there's a lot of things that go on out in the field that people don't see. Yeah, that, that, they're expecting Katoni to do a 30-metre run every time, aren't they? Yeah, well, that's the expectation from fans. Yeah. Um, but as teammates, it's the little things that obviously you get the respect for. And I've challenged Tones on a, a number of areas uh, with his game and obviously he's responded really well. Um, you know, kick chase, if you look at it now, he's 
one of the first down there every single time. Um, you know, hitting them as they catch the ball and any effort from marker to get the next tackle. Uh, the forwards must love that. Yeah, 100%. Just, yeah, don't have to get through as much work when your yeah, outside backs are doing that. But just he's, he's working defence. Um, you know, showing blokes is the outside, eating them up. And obviously the combination him and Selwyn have got with the trust that they've got there now, um, yeah, it's, it's handy to have. I've always been a, a strong believer of if you've got a good defensive system on your right side in your team, um, a lot of traffic obviously gets sent down there through other teams obviously being more comfortable going right to left. You know, it's not only what he does with the ball that's, that's damaging, it's also on the other side of it as well. Now I've got the bye this week. Uh, a couple of days off for you. You'll have to come and do some rehab stuff. Yep. Going to go have yep. a hit of a uh, hit of a golf ball somewhere at some point in time. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got the wood over Gary at the moment. Yeah. Um, he's a bit of a whinger when he comes to golf. Oh. Can't do his way. He's a whinger just in general. Full stop. Yeah. yeah. Full stop. <laughs> um, no, but it's a bit of fun. Obviously, there's a fair bit of banter flying around on the golf course. Um, we'll book in somewhere. One team, a golf club. Um, before we let you go, Rana, I've got a couple of questions here a tough one that I just yeah. want to chuck in. Members' These questions. Are, we've had a lot of chats with the boys. Obviously, we had you on the first episode. We've learned a lot about yep. the team over this course of the season. Yep. So I was thinking we could ask you uh, to share your opinions now that you've been here on a few of the categories I've got here. So first off, I've got who's got the worst haircut in the side? Oh, can't say Herbie because he fixes it every every <laughs> time. He gets a haircut goes, before every game, huh? Right, he, he blow dries <laughs> his hair. He gets gel in it before a game. Like, it's, that, it's that real English lad about him. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I think um, I always give Kobe... A bit of shit when he's his haircuts, right? So yeah. he gets cut by the council. <laughs> Whip a snipper. Whip a snipper. Yeah, edges. It look good in three weeks when it grows back. Yeah. Um, Tyson Gamble, hundred. Yeah, it's amazing. The guy outside has probably got one of the worst haircuts. Tyson in the company, Gamble. Right? He's cutting it off pretty quick, but I'll probably say Billy Walters. Right. A big receding hairline, and he's got a little fringe. So yeah, he's got that. He's got, he's got that Lego hair about him. Like it's stuck <laughs> yeah. on. Bobby. He hates being called Bobby. So King, Bobby, of, the, King of the Hill. Oh, I was going to say Bobby Boucher. Bobby no. Boucher. No, King of the Hill. Bobby. So Bobby. I think it's Bobby Hill. All right. Well, there's another nickname. We've another got. Nickname. We've got a lot of nicknames. Uh, okay. What about uh, who do you think's the smartest player in the squad at the moment? Uh, we had trivia night last night, and there's not a lot of smart blokes in this side. So. <laughs> um, well, there's a couple of guys who are studying at the moment. Uh, Big Rooster, he's about to finish his bachelor in uh, yeah, exercise cool. physiology or something like that. Paddy Carrigan, he's in his last year of uh, physio. Yeah, he's got trying, to mention a few trying times. To get a, trying to get a cushy job here, actually, trying to do his... Uh, <laughs> he wants to be a masseuse, I think, from when we chatted to him. I think. Yeah, he's got, that, uh, he's got that look about him, actually, with his Birkenstocks on. Yeah, no, there's obviously, obviously, book smart blokes, and then they're street smart. So yeah, you're street smart. I'm 100%. street smart. Yeah, yeah. street smart. Don't throw any books at me. Uh, what about uh, who do you think in the squad at the moment has the potential to be a future captain? Definitely Paddy Carrigan. I think uh, the leadership showed on the weekend, and I think he's captained the club before and and done a, a pretty good job. Only a young man, and already got that dominance about him when he talks, and uh, the boys listen. So definitely Paddy Carrigan. Oh, the podcast captain would be, I won't be happy with that. Billy, no, Walters. Billy Walters. Or Bob. Bob Bobby captain. Walters. Bobby Walters. Yeah. Uh, all right. What about who would take out the uh, Jordan Ricky Prettiest Player Award? Oh, yeah. Jordan Ricky would give it to himself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he rates 100%. himself highly, him or Herbie. So they fancy themselves. And uh, I've, I've nicknamed this award the, award the Gary Award, but the most annoying oh. player in the Broncos. Gary, give it to himself. <laughs> yeah. You can't you can't even think of anyone else but Gary. So. Yeah, he's always garying on. You know, it's fascinating because you've gotten a couple of votes for um, giving the guys a bit of shtick. So. Yeah, it's all good stick, but it's not. <laughs> 
It's a bit of fun. Gary just goes right over the top with his chat. And <laughs> yeah. How loud he is. He doesn't shut up. So I actually, actually, I actually go for a coffee with him every morning at six o'clock in the morning, and um, he's an alarm for every house that we go past. So. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, he 100%. wakes up the neighbourhood. Old fog on, leg on. Uh, Renault, thank you very much for joining us, mate. Appreciate uh, breaking down the season so far. Um, I hope to see you back out in the field soon. Uh, remember, Canberra Raiders is our next home game, Saturday, 7.30. Never too late to be a member. Uh, and like I said, I've said it before, become a member now because when finals come around, you want first dibs on those tickets. Amen. Amen.